Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Jennifer Jones-Lee. You're listening to KFI AM 640 Wake Up Call on demand on the iHeartRadio app. It's, uh, it's your wake up call. My name is Jason Middleton. Today is Friday, May the 12th. I am not Jennifer Jones-Lee. Jennifer and I go back about 10 years. She's doing something uh, this week. Uh, this weekend and next week uh, that she looks forward to every year. And that is a rodeo. She's up with family and friends in Northern California, enjoying some rodeo, probably some brisket. I'm going to guess lots of events as well this weekend. uh, A reminder today is Friday. It's a business day. Sunday is uh, mother's day in case you needed to pick up anything or, um, Augment what you've already gotten, no doubt, because you planned for it, of course. <laughs> Come on. Later this hour, we're going to talk with uh, Jason Nathanson from ABC, uh, the entertainment report this weekend. There's a new Jane Fonda movie out this weekend, and other people are starting, but she's kind of the headliner. She's the one we we uh, we know, identify with a little bit. Jane Fonda movie uh, filmed in Italy, so that seems to be uh, top of mind, at least for my parents, probably for some others, too. We, uh, we have Jim Ryan this hour as well. We're going to talk about the border situation. Caleb Silver is going to be in. He's from Investopedia. He's an ABC contributor. We're going to talk about business, economics a little bit. Uh, I get to nerd out with him uh, about the Elon Musk and Twitter CEO announcement as well. And, of course, Dean Sharp is here, and he's got some stuff that uh, it's gonna, it could transform your kitchen and the way you do efficiency, if you will, in your kitchen. Let's get some headlines first. The immigration policy known as Title 42 has officially expired. The COVID era restrictions ended last night, just before midnight Eastern time. The policy allowed for migrants to be turned away at the U.S. southern border to slow the spread of COVID-19. More on that soon. The U.S. veteran who allegedly killed a homeless man in a New York subway will turn himself in today. Daniel Penny is being charged with second-degree manslaughter for the death of Jordan Neely on May 1st aboard a Manhattan subway train. And Twitter owner Elon Musk Musk, says he has found a new CEO for Twitter and that she will start in a matter of weeks. It's most likely going to be Linda Yaccarino. That's what's being reported. She's currently the head of advertising and partnerships at NBC Universal. Like I mentioned, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk with ABC's Jim Ryan. The immigration policy known as Title 42 did end at midnight, and Jim is on the border at El Paso, Texas. So let's start with some other stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom because we do lead local. Border and customs agents have been training for a potential rush of people through the San Ysidro port of entry near San Diego. Agents practice shooting tear gas in the event they are overrun by migrants who try to push their way through the world's busiest port of entry. 
The training began Wednesday night. Officials say since the medical order Title 42 was implemented three years ago, more than three million migrants have been turned away along the U.S.-Mexico border. In 2018, hundreds of migrants in a caravan from Central America tried to rush through the vehicle lanes at the San Ysidro Port of Entry, while others tore through concertina wire and climbed fences. They were all pushed back into Mexico. Steve Gregory, KFI News. A federal judge in Florida has temporarily blocked the Biden administration from releasing migrants more quickly when Border Patrol holding stations are full. The government's policy would release some migrants into the U.S. without court dates or the ability to track them. Florida's attorney general filed an emergency motion to keep the policy from being implemented. The restraining order will expire within 14 days. The Orange County DA's office says more girls may have been molested by a cheerleading coach charged with multiple felonies. Pedophiles, they never, ever stop stalking and grooming their prey unless they are stopped. Orange County DA's Kimberly Ed says Eric Christensen's charged with molesting six girls between 11 and 16 years old. Taking some of the girls to off-campus events and even to his home where he would molest them. She says the guy coached for Magic All-Stars Club and Tribuco Hills High School between 2002 and 2007. He's also facing child molestation and child exhibition charges in Florida relating to four of his competitive cheer athletes that he coached in Daytona Beach. Christensen's due back in court in two weeks. In Orange County, Corbin Carson, KFI News. Northern California has been shaken by a magnitude 5.5 earthquake. This man says he had just finished work and was in his truck near the epicenter when the quake hit yesterday afternoon. I thought somebody was screwing around with me. Then I thought I got hit by another truck, and then I felt like my truck was going to flip over. It was pretty crazy. The quake hit near the community of East Shore, that's in Plumas County, and was reportedly felt in Sacramento more than 160 miles away. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to check on the situation at the Texas border this morning with ABC's Jim Ryan. But first, from the Southern California Toyota Dealers Traffic Center, let's go places. Let's check your drive, and that means road work on the 15 in Hesperia. It's northbound side of the 15 freeway between Oak Hill and Joshua Street. The three right lanes are shut down there, and that's got you really jammed up through the area. Southbound side of the 15, we had road work overnight in that same area. They've picked up the southbound closure, but still seeing delays coming away from Oak Hill, heading into the Cajon Pass and towards DeVore. You also have a problem the Sepulveda Pass on the northbound side of the 405. Some tree branches in the lanes in the right lanes just before Skirball Center. That's got you backed up to about Getty Center. KFI in the sky helps get you there faster. I'm Robert DeBucky. It is five, almost almost seven minutes after five o'clock on your wake-up call. And on the KFI Live Line, we have ABC's uh, Jim Ryan. He's joining us from El Paso, Texas. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Fairly quiet here. There were people um, waiting on the other side of the fences last night to come into the country once Title uh, Title 42 was transferred or transformed into Title 8. Title 42, of course, being the health policy related to COVID. Title 8 being the longstanding immigration policy that now will govern how people are allowed to come into the country. Are you seeing the crush of migrants there that we were reported, uh, we were expected earlier this week? Well, yeah, I guess you could call it a crush. There are a lot of people, but it's being done in an orderly way. Uh, I, last night, it was at, uh, at one of the gates. There is a giant fence that separates Juarez, Mexico, from 
uh, El Paso, Texas, uh, a steel tall, 30, 40 foot tall fence that you can see through. Uh, and there are gates in this fence. I was at gate number 42 last night. It was open. Customs officials were there. Texas Department of Public Safety. People were being put onto buses from the other side of the fence and taken to a, an Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE processing facility and either allowed to stay in this country to continue the immigration, the asylum uh, application process, or sent back down into Mexico. So, yeah, there were, you know, those buses were running last night. And, you know, so was it it a crush of people? It was several hundred. And there are undoubtedly many more than that waiting to come into the country and make application. Veteran reporter Jim Ryan is at uh, Gate 42 for Title 42. Well done, sir, I have to say. Uh, helps me keep it all together in my head as we move forward. What you mentioned, it was very orderly. Uh, local authorities there. What's the reaction, the prep that you saw this week? Is everything going as smoothly as, as hoped? Yeah, well, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, in a place here like El Paso, which has been, you know, has been, you know, facilitating the immigration process for decades, really, and dealing with the with the illegal immigration as well. And so it it has a pretty good handle on how to handle these things. And so a couple of weeks ago, a, the emergency declaration went into effect for El Paso that allowed for funds to be used to set up shelters. For people to stay in for 24 to 72 hours as they await their next step you know people coming to the country are supposed to have either a financial sponsor a family member a, a place to go in other words once they're here they can't just be put out on the street and told to fend for themselves so people are staying in these shelters that were established here in el paso uh, so that in that way it is an orderly process and the city was prepared for it were they prepared for thousands of people probably not but uh, you know that there are other mechanisms in place to try to to facilitate this surge in people. So when you say they have to have some place to go, I understand that the sponsorship. Uh, but if they don't, are, are there temporary situations set up? Are there like are they using like vacant buildings or, or re- yes. retrofitting industry? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with these uh, the, these two uh, vacant schools here in El Paso. And there's also setting aside part of the convention center, which often happens in the event of flooding or, you know, if, if there's a hurricane somewhere, people can be moved into convention centers. That's what's happening here. So it's it's almost like a natural disaster response in that shelters have been set up using FEMA funds uh, where people can be housed and fed and clothed and where they can wait. Uh, you know, there is uh, Wi-Fi access there. Almost everybody coming up from Latin America, you think of people who have just about nothing, but most of them do have smartphones. And that's why Customs and Border Protection has this phone app that people must use to make initial application when, before they even make it to the United States. Uh, it's a glitchy app. People say it's not reliable. I actually downloaded it last night to my phone to see if it did work. And the, uh, and it seems to, at least, it seems they've worked out some of the bugs. Well, that, that was my follow-up, too. But when you have to have a phone app in order to help you ease this, uh, your process through, uh, you have to be able to charge that phone as well. Are those kind yeah. of situations there, too? Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they, um, these these uh, facilities are pretty well equipped, these uh, short-term housing facilities, the shelters, at least here in El Paso. There may be a different story in Matamoros. Uh, it may be a different story in Laredo or in San Isidro or somewhere else. But uh, at least here in El Paso, they, they have a pretty streamlined process for uh, for facilitating this process. Anecdotally speaking, does it look like today is typical of what you expect over the weekend, at least in El Paso? It seems to be. And, and some customs officials, though, said yesterday that 
based on what they're hearing from migrants who are coming up, the, the big surge probably has happened already. Yeah, we're going to have big numbers today and tomorrow and probably into next week. The expectation is that they may start to drop off. A lot of these folks have been told by, by smugglers and coyotes that once Title 42 goes away, all bets are off. You just walk into the country and, and not be deported for any means. Obviously, those people have a vested interest, a financial interest in making sure that that, that lie is believed because once you do make it here, you could be arrested for coming through between the border checkpoints or if you don't have proper identification. Jim, thank you so much for your time right. this morning. Thanks a lot. We've been speaking with ABC's Jim Ryan. Uh, like I said, veteran reporter. They send him out for the big stuff, and he's down in El Paso, Texas. At the end of Title 42, the restart of Title 8 when it comes to immigration into the United States, and he's monitoring the border. The administration was ready for what they called a chaotic crush at the uh, at the border. Turns out that didn't really happen. It seems like much of the surge they did expect happened earlier this week. Let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom a pedestrian has been killed by a hit-and-run driver in Palmdale. It happened around 1130 last night at 20th Street and West Avenue N. The CHP says the car is a 2009 four-door dark gray Honda Civic with California plates, at least one, because that, that ends in 047. The car lost its front plate and its front bumper and a windshield wiper in the collision. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says Tesla should not call its partially automated driving system autopilot because... The cars cannot drive themselves. He says he's concerned about Tesla's marketing as the system is under investigation for crashes that have caused at least 14 deaths since 2016. Also from Tesla this morning, the company is recalling virtually every car it has sold in China due to a braking and acceleration defect that may increase crash and safety risks. When we come back, we're going to talk economics and business. We're going to get a flyover of this week's headlines with ABC's Caleb Silver. He's going to be on the line with us as well. We're going to catch up on jobs, inflation, and possibly that new leader at Twitter. You're listening to Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee on demand from KFI AM 640. My name is Jason Middleton. I am in today, Friday, May 12th for Jennifer. She is at the rodeo this week. And also, don't forget Mother's Day is coming up in a couple of days. So I just want to just keep that top of mind as uh, you get your day going this morning. Here's some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The immigration policy, known as Title 42, has officially expired. The COVID-era restrictions ended last night just before midnight Eastern time. The policy did allow for migrants to be turned away at the U.S. southern border to slow the spread of COVID-19. We just spoke with ABC's Jim Ryan. He is in El Paso, Texas. Seems like there's not so much chaos as there is just people getting used to the, the new normal, going back to Title VIII. The U.S. veteran who allegedly killed a homeless man in a New York subway will turn himself in today. Daniel Penny is being charged with second-degree manslaughter for the death of Jordan Neely on May 1st aboard a Manhattan subway train. San Jose police are revealing how they stopped a potential tragedy Officers say they found more than 100 pounds of bomb-making materials inside a man's home and business. It happened Monday while they were checking out a burglary, burglary report at a building near the 101 right there in the South Bay. At 535, we're going to have uh, Dean Sharp, of course, uh, the house whisperer. Today's topics for Dean include not one, two kitchen-transforming appliances, and we're going to wander out onto the patio a little bit as well with Dean. 
Right now, let's welcome ABC News contributor Caleb Silver. He's also the editor-in-chief at Investopedia.com. Good morning, Caleb. Thanks for joining us. Good to be with you. I want to come back to Investopedia. I have a wrap for that real quick for you. But first, uh, let's have a let's have a jobs report. Well, we have jobs and inflation. Where do you want to start? Which one? Well, we could start with both, but the most recent numbers are those weekly jobless claims that we got uh, yesterday. That was 264,000 people filing for weekly unemployment claims. That is a number we haven't seen in quite a while. That's been rising every month pretty steadily. That said, we're still adding more jobs than those that are coming out of the workforce. If you see that unemployment rate, that's around 3.4%. But there have been mounting layoffs in tech. There have been mounting layoffs in the financial industry and retail. So we got to keep an eye on that. Still, the unemployment rate very low and a lot of jobs out there for folks looking for jobs. It's, it's kind of um, iffy math uh, when it comes to a possible recession when you have a labor market that is so strong, strong as it's been in 50 years. Um, what, what are you specifically pulling out? I personally am watching you know, wage increase in per- percentage as opposed to, to inflation to keep pace. What is something you like to pull out? Yeah, well, I think wage inflation is a pretty important one to watch because we've seen it climb pretty steadily month after month. Now, it is slowing. It's around 4.4% year over year, but the Federal Reserve, our central bank, wants to slow that down even more. Why? Because if companies have to pay higher wages, then companies are going to pass the higher costs onto the consumer, and that could cause a pause in consumer spending or a pullback, and that could really set the economy into a tailspin. We know it's 70% of our U.S. GDP. So it's this very weird thing where we continue to spend. Credit card debt is rising. It's at a record record level. Credit card APRs are at record levels just because of those high interest rates. And there's still a hot labor market, but other signs are showing us there's a potential recession, a very peculiar time in the economy. Indeed. And you mentioned the sticky inflation going on there. Is there a reason that stands out to you as to why it's being so sticky? Is it because the wage increases are keeping everything kind of elevated? Or is it that we have cleared the supply chain issues we were so used to after COVID and maybe uh, maybe retailers and other people who set prices are getting used to the idea that those prices have to come down finally. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both of those things because we definitely clear it. But don't forget, we've changed the way we behave as consumers as well over the last three years. We've right. been through a lot. Uh, we went from not spending anything and saving a lot of money. The savings rate was at an all-time high uh, to all of a sudden being able to spend and revenge spend on travel and going mm-hmm. out and eating out a lot more while prices were rising for consumers the whole time. We got used to this sort of steady state of high prices and dealing with it, but be- Because of that, we are pushing our credit to the limits here because we're borrowing a lot of money. Now, we're not in extreme levels like we were back in 2008. Consumers in a little bit better shape. Banks are in better shape despite the fact that we've lost a few lately. Uh, That said, you know, we we are maybe on this unsustainable pattern, just like the United States government, which is coming up against the debt ceiling. (laughs) Yeah, let's stay right there then because I like nerding out with you on this stuff. And the debt ceiling is definitely top of mind for economics and business coverage. Uh, What's the latest that, that you see? Yeah, I mean, we're in a standoff here, and the Treasury Secretary, Jenny Ellen, has said June 1st is the deadline where the United States government will not be able to pay its bills. Look, we haven't been able to pay our bills for quite a while. We just keep borrowing and extending the deadline. $31.4 trillion in debt. Don't worry about that. But that's the day that some government services are going to have to get suspended. That's the day that maybe we don't aren't, have to suspend Social Security checks and Medicare checks going out. Also, uh, national parks might have to close. But even worse than all of that is the threat of a debt downgrade, a credit downgrade. So the United States finances all this money we borrow through selling our government bonds. And they have a widely held, widely trusted asset held by governments around the world. If 
we default on our debt and we get a credit down rating, the yield on those bonds is going to go up. It's going to make the prices fall for those people who are holding our bonds. That's also going to help drive interest rates even higher for the things we borrow against as consumers in this country. So it is a bad scenario, and they have to find a way to either kick the can down the road or find another solution. Yeah, we're speaking with ABC News contributor Caleb Silver. He's also editor-in-chief at Investopedia.com. We talked about right there the debt ceiling. Now, the X day, the the day of default kind of floats a little bit, but the predictions of the repercussions of actually defaulting range a little bit. Do you have a take on on what you think the range would be? What, What are some initial responses, financially speaking? Yeah, well, I mentioned the, the suspension of government services. That's no fun. A potential furloughing of government employees. There are a lot of government employees in this country. Um, usually they get paid back. You know, they get their back pay, but it's no fun for families that are whip, counting on those paychecks. That's on the ground level there. But on the debt level uh, of having our credit rating downgraded, that has very serious implications. And that's why you're hearing not just politicians make noise about it, but the biggest CEOs of the biggest banks in the world, because they know how important it is to have a stable credit rating on U.S. government bonds. That is everything, right? That is the bedrock of how we financed our government since Alexander Hamilton was around back in the day. So if that rate, if that we get a, a downgrade there and that yields on those bond spike, it is going to be tumultuous for the economy and for capital markets and for whoever's holding our debt. I use the bedrock term as well in my coverage because it's a $24 trillion market. A lot of other governments are pegged to that, those T-bills. So uh, thank you for using, I I just, I like the reinforcement of hearing that it is a bedrock thing. So this, this is not just something that causes us some, some federal employee layoffs. It could be something bigger. Um, Let's right, let, right. let's get a tech uh, let's get a tech headline this morning. You know, when I went to bed last night, all over Bloomberg was all about Elon Musk. I get up this morning and I have to do a search to find it. What's going on with Elon Musk and the CEO news? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes. Elon Musk tweeting last night that he has found a replacement for him as CEO of Twitter. And she, he says in the tweet, will be starting within the next six weeks. Now, this morning, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that person could be Linda Yaccarino. I hope I'm saying that right. She is the chair of global advertising and partnerships at NBC Universal. That's what the Wall Street Journal is reporting. Um, no comment from her or her team or the NBC team yet, but that's what's out there at the moment. We'll see if that remains true. Interesting that he has found the replacement. Interesting that it is, if it is this woman, indeed, somebody from the advertising business, because don't forget, Twitter is an advertising delivery mechanism. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you didn't forget that. I didn't forget that. Elon forgot that, apparently, when he first came on, I think. But that's that goes back to my other show. Uh, he also, don't forget, tweeted that his new CEO was going to be his dog. So until I see it for sure, we're going we're to have to wait. But you, you did say her name right. I was at NBC for a while, and it is Yaccarino. So you nailed that. Investopedia.com is, uh, to me, a bedrock source. Um, how long have you been working with investopedia.com and are there any features you want to pull out in the last 30 seconds? I have you. 
Yeah, thank you so much. I've been the editor-in-chief for seven and a half years. I have one of the coolest jobs in the world, learning and teaching people about money and, and exploring that. I have a podcast, the Investopedia Express podcast, comes out every Monday, sets you up for the week as the educated investor. And also, uh, we just launched our Financial Literacy Resource Center for Kids and Teachers and Families. We got, we're going into financial literacy curriculum for public schools, so it's on our website, right on the homepage, investopedia.com. Look for the Financial Resource Literacy Center. Great lessons there, free lessons for teachers and for families and for kids to take home and learn about money this summer. That is very cool. I did not know about that feature, so that's great. I'm glad you mentioned it. I have been using your other feature and other feature with your simulator. I started on January 2 of this year with a, with a fake hundred thousand dollars. It's where you can you have a small account and you can you can do it. Uh, you can invest uh, fake money, if you will. You're gamifying everything. I'm up 18 percent on the year so far this year. Thanks for enabling me, Caleb. You're welcome. And can I sign up with your advisory service? Sounds like you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You manage some of my money. Yeah, well, I, what I love about your simulator is if you get into the game and you want to try out some different stocks, you can't have too many blue chips. You have to take some risks here and there, which is kind of fun. So, anyway, it's, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Caleb. Lots to learn on that simulator, and we have one for crypto as well, so should I play with that as oh, well. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a blind spot. Thanks a lot, Caleb. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. ABC News contributor Caleb Silver, also, of course, with Investopedia.com. Let's get back to the newsroom for a couple of quick stories. Some fire departments in L.A. County have been honored for their help after the fatal mass shooting of 11 people at a dance hall in Monterey Park. At one point, Monterey Park Fire Chief Matt Halleck choked up, reliving the night of January 21st. This was and is a day none of us will ever forget. That tragic evening, the city of Monterey Park was put on the map for all the wrong reasons. It is the collaboration and support from the fire departments within this area that put the region on the map for all the right reasons. Halleck says many more lives were saved because of the mutual aid set up among the area's 29 fire departments. Yesterday, Halleck recognized South Pasadena, Glendale, L.A. City County, San Gabriel, Alhambra, and Arcadia. In downtown L.A., Steve Gregory, KFI News. Let's get our first look at weather right now. Southern California weather from KFI. Sunny today after these morning clouds move out and the fog burns off. Highs from the mid to upper 60s at the beaches to the lower to mid 70s inland and on the eastern end of the San Fernando Valley highs are going to hit 80 and Santa Clarita Valley and other inland valleys about 85 today could be the high tonight mostly clear across the Southland lows in the low to mid 50s tomorrow is a sunshine rinse repeat with only slightly warmer temperatures and when we come back we are going to talk with house whisperer Dean Sharp some household appliance stuff some patio talk and I'm going to quiz him on how to spell something you're listening to Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee on demand from KFI AM 640. I am Jason Middleton. This is Wake Up Call. Today is Friday, May the 12th. Sunday, May 14th is Mother's Day. You're almost caught up. A YouTuber is now facing up to 20 years in federal prison after admitting to intentionally crashing his plane into a hillside in Santa Barbara County to get views online. On Wednesday, 29-year-old Trevor Jacob pleaded guilty to a felony count of obstructing a federal investigation. The 2021 video called I Crashed My Airplane shows Jacob parachuting out of a small plane before it crashed into the Los, Pad Los Padres National Forest near Santa Maria. Migrants who are seeking asylum in the U.S. are getting immigration court dates more than a dozen years out. Some migrants who arrived at Brownsville, Texas yesterday were given immigration court dates as late as 2032 and 2035. Those have been happening in Chicago and Florida as well. President Biden's national security advisor and China's, China's top diplomat agree on the need for two superpowers to move past the alleged spy balloon incident earlier this year. Jake Sullivan and Chinese diplomat Wang Yi 
met for eight hours over the past two days in Vienna. At 5.50, we're going to end Wake Up Call with ABC's Jason Nathanson and get an entertainment report as we head into the weekend. I mentioned that Jane Fonda movie at the top of the hour. The Air movie about the Air Jordans. That's going to migrate to Prime Video. I believe that's Tuesday. And we're going to have some other entertaining kind of stuff. Right now, let's dig into the great uh, indoors and outdoors with Dean Sharp. He's the house whisperer. He's also the man with the plan. Okay, let me, let me tee this up. 21st century technology, a quantum leap ahead for consumers. New industry standard, and I'm not talking about AI. I don't mean a new iPhone. I want to talk to Dean Sharp about the GE all-in-one washer-dryer. Dean, welcome back. Hey, Jason. How you doing, bud? It's good to hear your voice. I was uh, compelled by this. I've been doing my own research. I hate to do that first-person thing, but I think we all kind of, this time of year, look to upgrade certain things. Kitchens are definitely part of it. What do you have with this uh, this all-in-one? I'm dubious. Uh, yeah, you, well, you should be dubious. Yeah, absolutely, because all-in-one washers and dryers have been around forever. And uh, this reviewer's opinion is uh, they all pretty much suck. Uh, but, but, uh, GE released this. We saw this uh, at the Builder Show this year. We heard rumors that it was coming. Uh, it is now out there. You can actually get your hands on one. And I got to tell you, uh, if it does everything that we expect it to do and uh, the reviews, the early reviews are looking very, very promising. Jason, this actually may not just be an all-in-one uh, washer dryer that uh, doesn't suck. It may actually turn the industry. It may, it literally really? may be a sea change for the industry. And uh, and the main reason is the dryer side of this um, is <clears throat> they have abandoned the idea, and this is brilliant on GE's part. Uh, they've abandoned the idea uh, of baking clothes, okay? That's basically what a dryer is. You know, you get to a gas dryer or you pull a lot of wattage through an electric dryer and uh, you get a lot of heat inside the dryer and not so much airflow. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Conway about this the other day. <laughs> None of us uh, probably uh, have much experience hanging clothes out on a clothesline. But if we were to ask, like, great-grandma what that was all about, she would tell us, that, uh, you know, it could be 100 degrees outside, and if there's no wind, those clothes are staying wet for a long time. But even on a cold day, if the breeze is blowing, boom, they get dry fast. So right. what GE has done is they it's warm air. It's definitely warm air. They're using a heat pump technology, and heat pump is basically how your air conditioner works to uh, extract moisture from the air. But a big fan, a big fan to create a lot of airflow in there and it would appear as if uh, it makes this uh, dryer actually work. It's all the difference. So we're talking about a two-hour cycle from beginning to end for most loads, a little longer for the heavy-duty stuff. And the other thing is, too, this is a full-size washer-dryer combo. Now, it's not the extra large, but it's full-size. So it'll take 10 pounds of laundry in it per load. Uh, and uh, the fact of the matter is, one of these is the equivalent of uh, two, uh, you know, a standard washer and dryer. You get two of these side by side, you double the size of your laundry room without changing the space. Well, that depends on the price point, too, Dean. The price point uh, from GE is uh, $2,800, which is the price that you're going to pay for a decent set, a washer and dryer set. Okay. okay? Right. Uh, so, yeah, it would be a splurge to get two of them. But the fact of the matter is, um, you'll come in just a little bit under on this machine than you would buying a brand new washer and dryer set. And, uh, you know, you'll use half the space, no vent, no dryer vent, no gas hookup. 
it it will plug into a standard 15 amp uh outlet anywhere in the house oh, uh, all you need is the drain and the uh, water supply to it wow okay so yeah you're right this could stand everything on its head because i i just assumed all those accoutrements were necessary to get this thing to run so wow uh what about finesse cycles can i do like uh some delicates in there you can do you can do all the finesse cycles uh you can even add uh laundry sheets if you want if you're a uh if you're a laundry sheet person what it's going to do uh if you to notify you you notify you it'll either buzz or chime or notify you on your smart device um after the wash is done and before the dryer starts you get a 10 minute uh, gap where you can uh run over there grab the door open it up and throw in dryer sheets otherwise it'll just keep on rolling forward hmm. it takes liquid uh fabric softener and liquid detergent reservoir inside up to 32 loads worth so uh hmm. not a lot of fiddling around with it uh you know it in it it's a brilliant brilliant setup for a machine uh like i said uh, it stands a little taller than your standard washer and dryer about 47 inches tall and there's a pedestal that brings it up even a little higher if you want to just get you know direct access without bending over um ge has estimated and i think this is this has got to be fairly accurate ge has done their own uh, internal studies and they said you know the average time in North America that a load of laundry sits in the washing machine after it's done and before it gets put in the dryer is about 130 minutes, like two hours. Oh. <laughs> and I would say around my house, that's probably conservative because you know, we'll pop a load in and we're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, right. we got to flip that over, right? So the idea of something that just takes you all the way to the end in two, two and a half hours, it's a, it's a pretty efficient concept. And so, like I said, we're still waiting for the, the mass reviews to come in, but I'll tell you right now, already most places are backordered on this machine. And if it does even half of what it's promising, I think it's going to turn the industry on edge. Okay, I appreciate that. And I want to nerd out a little bit harder on this, but I've got another appliance I want to ask about because if that's transformational, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask about one more indoor thing and then an outdoor thing. Are garbage disposals also up, due for an upgrade? Right. Yeah, garbage disposals are something, in my opinion, as a builder and a designer, that uh, we shouldn't even be messing with uh, in the United States. We have more garbage disposals than anybody in the world. They've been outlawed throughout most of Europe. Canada, only about 5% of the population has a garbage disposal. And here's the problem with garbage disposal. It's lazy and it hurts uh, our infrastructure. Uh, macerating food down the garbage disposal and then putting that slime and that sludge down into our own drain pipes and the city sewer lines it's not a good thing it prematurely ages causes all sorts of issues and problems let alone biological issues when the drains you know flush out to the ocean so that's one thing also in southern california most municipalities now have you divided up with your garbage you know now we're you know we got a compost bin we got the regular garbage bin all of this kind of stuff so yeah Instead of the garbage disposal, this is a pre-order appliance. We saw this at the Builder Show again from Sapura. Uh, it is a, I don't even know exactly what to call it, but essentially it takes the place of the garbage disposal. Uh, you can still practice your old habits of scraping food down the drain. The difference is this doesn't macerate them. 
you hit the button and a large auger uh, bit or what some people might call an Archimedes screw basically takes all that food, moves it to the side in the drain and dumps it into a compost canister under the sink. Wow. Okay. Um, and visualizing the Archimedes screw in my kitchen, and I'm kind of liking the idea. I have to say, <laughs> it's very, it's actually very cool. <laughs> uh, everything else drains straight through, but once you've got solid foods in there, you just hit the button. It just takes it and pushes it aside, and and it's this way. You don't have a compost bin on your countertop. Mm. You don't have to have an extra bin next to your wastebasket. You're still going to be taking it out to the trash because that's the way things are done these days, but this does it automatically for you, stores it in large quantities, filtered underneath the sink, and when it's full, it lets you know, and you know, you just walk it out to the trash can. Very cool, and that company is Sapura, by the way, S-E-P-U-R-A. If you go to Sephora, yes. you're going to have a Sephora's different retail experience. Very, uh, very different. Quick outdoor question for you. Uh, if we want to update outside uh, patios and patio risers. Now, this also seems like something that we may not think about every day, but uh, maybe do for an update. Yeah, this is not something people think about all the time. Um, it, you know, you're looking to build a uh, an awning or, or some kind of patio cover off the side of the house strangely enough they're super common and yet they are so problematic when it comes to the actual construction of a house because where are you going to mount this thing if you mount your patio cover at the level of your fascia board or where your roof rafters or eaves come down it's too low it's going to be too low you're going to feel like you're walking under this low ceiling if you mount it further up on the roof now you are interrupting the water flow uh the rain shed off your roof you're kind of potentially be causing leaks plus you're exposing that wood to direct moisture that is running down i mean it's just it has always been a hassle so this for most people may not feel like the game changer that it is but there's a little company called patio roof riser uh you can find them at patioroofriser.com they have uh, spent their lives uh, kind of perfecting this hardware it is a tiny piece of very very strong structural hardware attractive also that mounts into the eave of your roof and allows you to build as big of a patio cover off the side of your house as you want with virtually zero chance of it leaking uh it holds all of the wood above the roof line very attractively so it none none of it gets exposed none of it collects leaves or or water or rot uh it's really uh, a, again another game changer outstanding three game changers in one morning with dean sharp on uh the house whisperer on a friday morning thanks so much dean always a pleasure always always a pleasure to speak with you good talking to you jason see it Dean Sharp, House Whisperer. You can hear him here on the air at KFI anytime you want on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee on demand from KFI AM 640. My name is Jason Middleton. A couple of quick headlines, and then we're going to talk to Jason Nathanson about the weekend entertainment. No major damage so far from a 5.5 earthquake in Northern California. Struck Plumas County yesterday at the bottom of Lake Almanor. Title 42 is over. Title 8 is back as an immigration policy. We're going to have more on that changeover in just a few minutes. A California zoo, zoo is sharing the first look at its new jaguar. The 11-year-old cat has made its way across the state. He was born in San Diego, raised in Sacramento, now lives in San Francisco. 5.55 on your wake-up call. ABC's Jason Nathanson is on the line. Good morning, Jason. 
Hey, good morning. Let's start with book club because it's Mother's Day weekend. Is this a good one? Yeah, I think it's a good one for Mother's Day weekend. I think they know what they're doing when they scheduled it for this weekend. It's the sequel to, uh, this is book club, the next chapter. Uh, it's a sequel to book club, which came yeah. out a couple of years ago. Starring Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Mary Steenburgen, and Candace Bergen. That one made $104 million worldwide. So it did pretty decently on something that you know wasn't uh, very expensive to make. This time around, uh, I think they decided, hey, if we're going to do this again, let's go to Italy. Um, so that's why they go right. to Italy in the movie. Uh, there's a bachelorette party, and uh, you kind of follow them around Rome and Venice, uh, which is, you know, if you're a fan of of those cities, you get to see them. You know, they're very beautifully shot. Uh, and there's actually some really funny jokes in this. I, you know, wasn't expecting to really laugh because we've seen, you know, the original one was was fine. And then... A couple months ago, uh, we saw 80 for Brady, right? Which is kind mm-hmm. of the same-ish thing. That starred Jane Fonda and three others. Uh, this is a, a different cast, of course, but Jane Fonda is included. Uh, but it's, you know, kind of similar issues and stuff. Uh, 80 for Brady was not, uh, I think, you know, overall a very good film. Uh, this is, I think, much better, but also much funnier. Uh, surprisingly, some of the jokes that were are, are really racy, um, which I really appreciated. So you, you got it's got that going for it. It's got the beautiful scenery of Italy. Um, Italy, a very popular place to film during the pandemic because uh, things were a little bit more open there uh, during that time. Mm. And uh, while they were filming this there, also the next Fast and Furious movie was filming at, at the same time in Rome. They were both filming uh, on the streets of Rome at the same time. Very Two very different movies. Uh, Far fewer car chases in book club. I was going to say, chapter. I kind of smell a mashup. I'm yeah. sorry, but uh, I, I, you know, I would, I would love to see a mashup. I think that would be fantastic. My producer but, brain likes the production line and costs <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you don't get that here. You just, have, you just have the, uh, the four of them. There's no Vin Diesel. Uh, but you know, I think for a Mother's Day weekend, uh, I think it's going to be, you know, decently successful. It's not going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the the uh, second sorry. weekend. That, that was a two and a half hour grief fest. Okay, uh, must see for Gen Xers this weekend. Muppets Mayhem. I got to go quick because I want to get to this. Muppets Mayhem. What, what's your take? Muppets Mayhem is on Disney Plus. It's a new show. It's about the uh, the uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, which is the the house band for the Muppets. Which some people I think I think you know, but you don't maybe don't really know. I think most people know the animal plays the drums, right? Yeah, and that's where he's playing the drums is in that band. This is all about this band making a new uh, their first album. They've never made an album before. This is also, surprisingly, really funny. Uh, some of the Muppets shows and stuff that they've done in the past re- recent years has been hit or miss, but I really like the humor here. A ton of amazing guest stars from Morgan Freeman to Paula Abdul to Weird Al. Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkin shows up in the first episode, which was uh, surprising to me. I didn't expect him to be in that world, but, you know, everybody loves the Muppets. Um, and I had a lot of fun with the series. Jason, I wish we had more time. It was my fault. I went a bit long a little bit earlier, but I, I'd love to talk with you next week. I'm going to be on next Friday, so let's try to do it and get caught up on air and some other things too, okay? All right, sounds good. Thank you, sir. ABC's Jason Nathanson right there. He'll join us next week as well and whenever he wants, really. Let's do some Southern California weather from KFI. Sunny today after the morning clouds move out and the fog burns off. Highs from the mid to upper 60s at the beaches to the lower to mid 70s inland. On the eastern end of the San Fernando Valley could hit 80. Farther inland could hit up to 85. Tonight, mostly clear across the Southland. Lows in the mid-50s. 
And tomorrow is a sunshine rinse repeat, slightly warmer. Seal Beach right now is at 55 degrees. Orange is at 56. Torrance is at 52. Altadena is at 48. You are listening to KFI and KOST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jason Middleton. This has been your wake-up call. You've been listening to your wake-up call with me, Jennifer Jones-Lee, and you can always hear Wake Up Call 5 to 6 a.m. Monday through Friday at KFI AM 640 and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.